Welcome to the power of faith and the ministry of David Hathaway. Please join David as he ministers today's word. Well, it's uh, uh, a great pleasure for me to be able to speak to you once again. I actually enjoy these times of talking to you and sharing from the Word of God because it encourages me as much as it does you in searching into the Scriptures. And uh, I was going to speak on a different Scripture today, but events that have happened have changed me. And so I'm actually going to start by referring to Acts chapter 5. Now, you all know this story well enough, and of course I, 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 I relate to it because uh, it was a case where Peter and John were arrested and thrown into prison. And uh, we know that um, they prayed and a miracle happened. And as it says here, um, because they were found preaching in the temple, the high priest came and demanded that the authorities would go to the prison and bring Peter and John out. And when the officer, verse 22, when the officers came, they found them not in the prison and returned and said, the, <laughs> the prison we found securely shut and even the keepers standing outside the doors. But when we opened the doors, there was nobody inside. <laughs> now, it's very, very interesting because this really uh, was how I was praying when I was in the prison. I said, well, Lord, if you could do that 2,000 years ago, your power is not diminished now. And I, I prayed that God would literally open the doors and get me out of the prison, which he did, but not quite this way. It was an even greater miracle as far as I was concerned, because if I had just been found out of the prison, I was still in a communist country. I had to get home. And you know the story how that it was the British Prime Minister Harold Wilson who came and I literally flew home on the airplane with him. And it did change the whole of my life. And I often have to speak in this way, I'm going to talk about some other aspect of it in a moment, but relating to my experience in the prison, you know, the scripture actually says that when bad things happen to us, and they do sometimes, I mean, the prison was bad, <laughs> but when bad things happen, the scripture is quite clear that what the devil means for harm and injury, God will turn and use to his glory. And there's absolutely no question my time in prison was foreknown by God and was actually 
It transformed my life from being, uh, at, 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 when I was arrested, I was an unknown Bible smuggler because you couldn't talk about it. Nobody was supposed to know. Even the passengers on the bus didn't know that we were carrying Bibles. And when I came out, it was to a blaze of publicity because Harold Wilson used it um, for political ends. I was invited to speak uh, the uh, three days later in the Royal Albert Hall in London. And for two years, I traveled the world because everybody wanted to know why Wilson cut me out of the prison. So it absolutely transformed my life. And I wouldn't be doing what I am now unless that had happened. So it's quite interesting to see, and I, I want to encourage you that if you commit your life to the Lord and you are hearing God's voice, and that's something else I was going to talk about, when you're actually hearing the voice of God and doing what he says, God will not only watch over you and protect you, but he will turn things that the devil is trying to do to harm you ultimately, to his glory. But if we look at this scripture, if you look at uh, <laughs> verse 24, uh, when the high priest and the captain of the temple and chief priests heard what had happened, they were very concerned for fear that the news would get out. And in verse 25, it gets worse because one of them came and told these leaders, behold, the men that you put in prison are actually in the temple teaching the people about resurrection and about salvation in the name of Jesus. And... Uh, in verse 26, the captain and the officer brought them without violence because they feared the people. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council. And in verse 28, the high priest asks the question. He says, did we not straightly command you that you should not teach in this name? That's Jesus. And behold, you fill Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood on us. So what we see here is very, very clear that Peter and John, along with the other disciples, had deliberately disobeyed. Because in verse 28, the high priest said, we told you that you must not preach in the name of Jesus. And behold, you're not only doing it, but you're filling Jerusalem with this doctrine, this teaching about salvation and about uh, repentance and, of course, about the coming kingdom. So what was the response in verse 29, and I, I, I particularly need to bring this verse to you because I think it's very applicable today. Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than men. And then he says, the God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you slew and hanged on a tree. But the whole question is this. 
You see, in talking to a number of people, uh, I, I was accused when I came out of the prison and some one beautiful, lovely Christian lady once accosted to me to, to my face and said, Wilson should not have got you out of that prison. I said, why? And she said, well, you were breaking the law. You knew you were breaking the law. It was against the law to uh, take Bibles into Russia, and you did it, so you should have stayed in prison because you broke the law. <laughs> that wasn't very nice for somebody to say just a few weeks after I'd come out of the prison. But you see, I responded by saying, as Acts 5.29, we should obey God rather than men. And I knew more than anybody, I knew better than, you know, yeah, better than the Bible Society. Even the Bible Society argued with me and said, there's no shortage of Bibles in, uh, in the communist countries. They're printed openly and they're distributed. But I knew that that was a deception by the communists because I knew full well that those Bibles were not available because the first time I was ever asked for a Bible, the, the girl who was acting our guide in, in Bulgaria uh, wanted a Bible and I gave her money and said, go and buy one. And she said, you can't buy a Bible at all anywhere. There aren't any. I mean, that's what prompted me to start distributing. And then when I realized the same applied in all the communist countries, you see, you have to understand that now this is, this is years ago, 30, 40 years ago, but you have to understand that even today, the re one reason why I'm so well known in the Ukraine, after all, it was a Ukrainian who actually discovered the Bibles and arrested me and put me into prison. Um, but the head of the Bible Society, who now is one of my best friends in uh, Kiev, he says, but we knew that there were no Bibles. And in fact, even... Uh, the Minister for Religious Affairs, who's not particularly a believer, laughs with me and says, <laughs> in those days you were public enemy number one in for your Bibles, but now we have so much freedom that we distribute the Bibles for you. And that's what the, the Bible Society say. And, and it's because I knew the truth when so few Christians in the West really knew the true situation. But why am I referring to this now? Yes, I mean, what I did, I paid the price, but thank God, uh, I don't regret it. I don't regret it. I know it was a difficult year away from my family and <laughs> life in a communist prison is pretty grim. But the fact is, when we look in today, I'm very concerned because if we are true Bible-believing Christians, then we have to come to a place where we make a strong decision. Because many of the laws that are being passed are contradictory and in opposition to the teaching of the Word of God. and. I saw, in fact, I saw a criticism in uh, a daily newspaper only this week, which was saying that we lack Christian leaders who will make a stand 
on issues which we know are wrong. Thank you for listening to The Power of Faith, broadcast with David Hathaway. We would love to hear from you. Contact us by visiting www.eurovision.org.uk. Also available online are a large assortment of videos, magazines and books for your growth in God. We would like to give all new subscribers to David's ministry a free gift. To receive your free gift, visit www.eurovisiontv.org. Remember, those who know their God will be strong and do exploits. Worship used by kind permission of Vinesong, www.vinesong.com.